120. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Psalm 132. Hmm. You know, one of the things that I love about this psalm is it's kind of split into two halves. And hmm. David starts off with the promise that he has to build God's a house, but then God ends off with the promise that he has to establish a name hmm. for him. And the thing that just strikes me in this man is um, God's promises are better than yours. Hmm. Uh, God's promises are always going to come about. They're going to be exactly what it is that we need. What's more important than our promises to God or the things that we want to do for God is the thing that God has promised to do for us. Mm, mm. No, yeah. that's good, man. That's excellent. Um, you know, it's so funny, bro. I was I was thinking the other day that the Psalms have like so many dimensions, right? right? So that we could talk about kind of the words, right? Like, right. yo, like it, it, it's split up talking about the Davidic covenant and the promise that God made to David, right? But also remembering just like that this is a part of the Song of Ascents, right? So they're ascending the mountain of the Lord, going to Zion. And what they need to remember is that God made a promise to David right? right? as they go on this journey. right? And, you know, uh, it, it, it talks about, let us go to the, uh, his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Rise up, Lord. Come to your resting place in your powerful ark. Uh, may your peace be clothed with righteousness. Our priests be clothed with righteousness. All these things. For the sake of your servant, David, do not reject your anointed one. Mm. And, uh, you know, you just... Have to remember. I think we all have to remember as we're journeying towards the New Jerusalem, right? The the heavenly Mount Zion, right? That because of the promises God made to David, like we don't have to worry, but we should actually worship, mm. right? Because God can't abandon His promises, right? That's God good. is so heavily tied to His word and His promises that He has to swear by Himself. There's That's no one good. greater to swear by. Read Hebrews, good. right? So these are the things that we have to be reminded of, right? And you know, the confidence that God won't reject us has to be rooted in the fact that his promises were made for us, mm. right? They were made to David, right. but they were made for us. That's good, right? The bro. fact that David's son would be on the throne is good news for God's people. And Jesus is on the throne, and it's good news for God's people. So I love this song uh, talking about David. And then Zion, like God is there. God is with his people, and he will be with us mm. forever with his presence, blessing us in the midst of us. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Psalm 133. Nice and short. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the blessing of God comes in unity, right? In the yeah. form of mm. unity. Um, realizing that the blessing is there, man. One of the mm. ways that it strikes me is, yo, we've got to get there and stay there by any possible means, mm. right? <clears throat> like, you know, Talking about unity is not the same thing as fighting for it, yeah. right? So there's a lot of people that talk the unity talk, yeah. but they aren't willing to fight for it and endure. Is your money where your mouth is? This is literally what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, sometimes fighting for unity yeah. looks like spending more time talking about things that stand in the way of our unity than well wishes about yo. Mm -hmm. Can't we all just get along? Right. Mm. Um, but the dope thing is about all this, man, true unity is the gift of God. It's not the product of any achievement, right? We labor to mm. keep it, not to create it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then in the psalm, it's it's interesting the imagery he uses. He talks about Aaron, he talks about the oil running down his beard on um 
onto his breastplate, and it's and it's amazing because uh, uh, the breastplate of the priests yep. had the twelve tribes of Israel, and it represented. Uh, the priest going before God and taking the burdens, the sins of the 12 tribes of the people before the Lord. Right. And so I think what he's saying is um, not only should we uh, fight for unity, but we have to remember that this unity only comes by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let's right? Go. In those days, it was, you know, the, the priests who were anointed and they could go before the Lord. But now we have the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's what unites us. Right. So the thing that we all share in common as Christians mm. is the Holy Spirit, you know, Galatians. But what are the fruit of the spirit? <laughs> so mm. we have to exercise those and we get around those Let's virtues go. and those things and we fight for God's cause on earth uh, in the midst of those things. And so I love what uh, Trimper Longman says. He says, uh, certainly even the absence of unity can teach the blessing of unity. Mm. And I, I just think it's, I think that was very profound because if if unity is ideal, right? right it, it makes like, it helps us remember that this thing that sometimes that we have ain't real. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, mm. and so just knowing what the, what the Bible calls us to, uh, and what will be true one day, uh, helps us long for and fight for, like you said, the unity that God, God has for his people. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. Psalm 134, final song of a sense, right? Mm. Now bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, uh, who stand in the Lord's house at night, lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord make of heaven and earth bless you from Zion. Anytime you see heaven and earth, it's uh, a Hebrew literary device called a merism, right? Where he is saying heaven and earth, two opposite ends of the spectrum and everything in between right. uh, ought to bless the creator. And man, it's just so good because, you know, we have been blessed by God. Now we give a blessing back to God, mm. right? Those yep. who have been blessed by the Lord with salvation, with, with all of the good things he's given us, give praise back to him. And you yeah. see that's, that's the goal of this whole journey, right? right? Like you see, this is the last psalm in this bunch. Like that is the goal. Of, that is the goal of the Christian life: to live in such a way <coughs> that you reflect and know the goodness of God and ways He's blessed you, and yep. to give those blessings and those gifts back to Him. Yeah. Praise, yeah. So I love in such a short verse we see that word blessing mm -hmm. a few times. Yep. Bless, and it's like, man, when we bless God, we're acknowledging what God is. It doesn't add or change to change Him or who He is. When God blesses us, though, mm. it changes us. It makes mm. us what we're not, mm. right? So we're never going to outdo God when it comes to mm. blessing, right? Mm. The blessing of God is what we desperately need, and the blessing of God is what he so graciously provides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's good, bro. Um, And at the end of the day, like, the end of three, he's like, you know, may the Lord make up heaven and earth bless you from Zion. So it's like God blesses us from Zion, from Jerusalem. And you think about Jesus, right? These things are not not random, right? Like Jesus goes to Jerusalem, dies in Jerusalem, raises in Jerusalem, and then sends out the Spirit in Jerusalem. The blessing of God, the right. ultimate blessing of God we needed for salvation for eternity yeah. uh, comes from Zion, the same place that the Israelites saw their blessing coming from right. as well. 135, last psalm of this day. Uh, opens and closes with hallelujah. Yeah. Praise of the Lord. Uh, this psalm is similar to Psalm 115. Yeah. So there's many similar like themes and all that kind of stuff, but it's just God's sovereignty, like his control, his uniqueness, his greatness over all of the idols and gods that humans make, silly gods that humans make with their hands. And yeah, like the fact, the thing that sets God apart in, um, uh, for our worship is creation and redemption, mm -hmm. right? Like, 
there's no other God that created. It's funny. I was reading this book on the ancient Near East and they were talking about contrasting what the Israelites believed about right. their God and the nations. And you'll be surprised that like many of the, the cultural things that they believe were very similar. Yeah. One thing he was like, yo, one thing that was clear is that the Israelites said, no, 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 no. God is only one God, one, yeah. and he's the creator. Yeah. Right? He created us from nothing. Right. Right? And that was revolutionary yeah. in their world. And then they said, no, 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 no. He didn't just create us. He redeemed he us. He redeemed us. He saved us. Yeah. And those things are heavily tied all mm. throughout the Bible. And today it's the same thing, fam. Yeah. Like, we create all these idols that can't, that didn't create us. Right. And they can't save and they us. They can't save us. They can't save us, bro. Yeah. And 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 I know I'm, I'm going, but it's this other book, bro. And um, it's a book on politics. Yeah. And basically, he just makes this point. And he just says, like, yo, many people, not everybody, um, create with their ideology about politics yeah. this redemption narrative. Right. Where they see themselves as needing to be saved from a particular enemy. Mm. And what he says is, ah, like, nobody can do that. Right. But God, yeah. the enemy is Satan's yeah. sin, right? Yeah. Not <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah. Right. Not. Nah, that's so, it. So, so it's beautiful, man. And yeah, that should lead us to praise. To praise. God's greatness deserves to be praised. He's great in his creation. That's verses 5 through 7. Mm -hmm. Great in his redemption, verses 8 through 12. Mm -hmm. Verses 13 and 14. Nobody's going to unseat him from his throne. Comparing to idols and you'll see that he comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Father, we uh, ask that we wouldn't give ourselves to worthless idols since we'll become worthless like them. Lord, we pray that we would give ourselves to worship. Uh,